0: Hey listeners, Jeff Zimper, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast. If you are a first time listener, welcome. Let me know, reach out to me, hit me up on the socials, right? Facebook is where we've got our podcast mortgage marketing community. So just go to Facebook, check us out at the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast group over there. Love to have you join the uh, ongoing conversations and additional content and access to me. I'm popping in there and providing additional content support for you. So check it out there. And if you're a longtime listener and you haven't yet checked out the Facebook group, please do so. If you are feeling at all inclined to help us spread the word, reach more people, make a bigger impact in the mortgage space, hey, how about a little review, right? Love to hear your reviews. Love to know that we're actually having an impact with you. Let me give you a shout out to one of our most recent reviews. And this is from Ethan. Ethan, who's got a long username over here on iTunes. Ethan, one, two, nine, seven, five, four, three, three, six, six one heck of a username there, Ethan. So Ethan just posted this on April 5th, man. So it's our newest and most recent review. We thank you. Awesome podcast with solid, actionable ideas applicable for people at different levels of production. Keeps me tuning in. All right. Love that. And uh, Ethan, you got yourself a free podcast t-shirt. Okay. Here's what you do. Hit me up, message me on Facebook, bro. And let me know your shirt size address and we're going to take care of you. Thank you for that review and uh, your reviews always help whether you're new or experienced. It just, it's good to know that we're making a positive impact in you, in your business, in your life, helping to, you to navigate the choppy waters of being a mortgage loan professional in today's world. Speaking of having you help you navigate those, these choppy waters, hey, perhaps our community of Mortgage Marketing Pro members might be right for you. If you're looking to take your career to the next level, if you're looking for additional help, support, tools, resources, guidance, done for you content, we can help you there. One of the most common areas that my listeners ask for help with is succeeding in attracting and engaging with real estate agents and building referral partnerships. And that is an area of expertise, dare I say, dear listeners, as I've been helping Loan officers do that for well over 10 years and was the number one source of my business as an originator doing over 10 units a month. 78% of my business came referrals from real estate agents from where you've been listening for a while. By now, you know, teaching agent classes and of the top interviews I've heard and done on this podcast and others. Usually, teaching agent classes is a key component of every top producer's strategy for multiple reasons. If you want to know why that works so well, go check out mortgagemarketing.pro. I put up an eight-minute video that explains everything it might be right for you. Love to have you join us there and that growing community as well. And let's give a quick shout out to our friends over at the Industry Syndicate, right? So more real estate type shows there, media. It's the, it's a, the real estate industry's first media network. So access to more good stuff, real estate specific appraisal right? So you might want to check that out. If you're looking for more good content, check them out at industrysyndicate.com. And uh, with that said, that brings us now to my episode for today. Our very special guests, two esteemed gentlemen who I have tremendous amount of respect for, Jeff Anofrio and Scott Nicholson from two different parts of the country, coast to coast. We're going here from Jersey to California, from the Jersey shores to the California shores. We are talking all about renovation this niche of renovation. And Jeff has done some amazing things as well as Scott, of course, specific to the renovation space. And if you've ever wondered, like, how do I leverage reno loans? How do I build a brand around reno? If you're looking for a niche, if you're looking for a unique selling advantage, right? and you want to better understand this whole thing about reno and selling homes the HGTV way, how do I help realtors get past the perceptions and negative connotations they might have about rental loans? How do I perhaps present rental loans as an option to buyers? And of course, let's not forget the incredible opportunity with refis and rental loans. Folks, it's a huge market. It's underserved by many. Why? Because it takes a little bit of knowledge. It takes a little bit of learning. It's not just your cookie cutter, right? 800 FICO, 20% down purchase. It's not your cookie cutter refi either. But in today's market, right, with this whole threat of quote disruption happening, Oftentimes, what helps you rise above the noise is, as I talk about a lot, is having a niche, standing out and stand you know being known for something. What are you known for right? If it's great rates and great service, congratulations. you and half a million other loan officers are attempting to be known for great rates and great service. folks that's not enough so Maybe renovation loans are for you. I've got links in the show notes to our conversation, to the resources we talk about, like the awesome website of free resources that Jeff is offering through his website at renovatethis.com. You definitely want to go there and learn more. In today's episode, you're going to hear specific stories about how rental loans have not only helped increase production for both of these guys, helped them capture realtor referral partnerships, and right? help them differentiate themselves in, local business, in the local market and attract business to them. So we're going to unpack different types of rental loans there are, why reno, if it's right for you or not, how to right, help realtors better understand how to deal with rental loans, position you, you know. and uh, we're going to talk about the market opportunities here. And it's just a great education all about rental loans. So if you've ever wondered, is renovation a niche for you to pursue? This is the episode to listen to. So with that said, let's get into this week's show. Jeff and Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks
1: for having us. Yeah,
0: thanks for having us. You bet. Now let's do this, as always in the case for listeners, right, who who aren't watching right now, let's identify by voice. We want to give a quick background bio who each of you are. So Jeff, I'll let you go first. Tell us who you are, where you're at, and a brief uh, background on the mortgage industry.
1: Yep. Thanks. Uh, Jeff Onofrio, National Director of Construction and Reno and National Production for uh, Mortgage Possible, based out of California, been in the business for 15 years. Started out in, you know, just a regular loan officer. And after the crash, uh, found a niche specifically in the renovation space after having a background in construction from my family and decided that this was the right area for me to be in to, to maximize the knowledge that I knew of these products and and, and of construction. So, uh, you know, just kind of a natural, perfect
0: marriage. Awesome. Thank you. Scott, you're up.
2: Yep. Scott Nicholson. I've been in the business 19 years right now. I am just a, a loan officer. I am in the in the trenches day to day and dealing, helping with clients and consumers and agents. And in particular, I've adapted renovation. I recognized years ago that it's it, it's immune to you know massive up and down movements in rates. It's immune sometimes to market conditions. You know, there's always a time and a place where a renovation loans going to fix something. So that's what I believe. Okay. Okay. So you're both
0: actively doing renovation loans right now. Correct. Correct. All right. So let's do this. My my listening audience, right, is a pretty pretty big cross section in terms of you know years or tenure in the industry. From somebody who's been in, let's say, three years or less, and then we got right folks like you who've been in, been in a long time. And so this it's not like renovation is new, right? I mean, it's been out there forever. Mm-hmm. Some people mm-hmm. look at it, consider it. You know, so there's a few different areas I want to touch on in our conversation today. Like why Reno, number one, who's it right for? Deal with the realtor issue because as we know, when it's a rental loan, there's realtor like misconceptions there. So sure. with that setup, is there anywhere, any, you know, you guys want to jump in in the conversation uh, around a, a loan officer listening who might have been considering reno? Yeah, I, I
1: think the the biggest thing is, you know, is support. You know, you you people always say they want to get into things, right? It's just, mm. how, how do you get into it? Where do you find the opening? You know, you're right now, you know, obviously rates dropped down a little bit right the second, but over the last couple of months prior to that, as rates started to increase, we started to see a lot more Loan officers trying to offer that product out there, which is great. You know, we want them to learn how to, to learn to do the product and do it properly. You know, it's 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 not the easiest thing to do. You know, you have to learn. You have to take the steps to learn it, and you know, not for you know, you really are going to be um, you have to take, have training wheels on for a while. So you want to find that person, obviously at your company that knows it. But you know, there there are a lot of people out there that could really help their businesses by by adding Reno to their mix. I think it, You know, it's. It's, it's not as hard as people think. I think it, what it really comes down to is building the right team around. you. Once you have that team around you, it makes life a lot easier. It took time. It took time for me. I'm pretty sure it took time for Scott. I mean, it's not something that happens overnight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the, but nope. the product can, can can make you a specialist. It can give you a little bit of, you know, a way to get in the door where an LO, a regular LO, all they got is a reach, eating, you know, donuts and coffee. Having a product you specialize in opens doors that you don't normally have, you know, like other guys. So...
0: All right, Scott, what would you say to that in terms of how you yeah. got started? Yeah.
2: yeah, and I agree. In a, in a, and here's the thing too, what's really cool is it doesn't matter you know, the property condition, right? A lot of people think that the thing has to be falling apart while well, it's a rental. And that's not true because you can do rental on new construction, right? And so it doesn't matter the level. I mean, so think of what reno can help, right? It could take a, a listing that can be sold only as cash and you can offer a list with reno. You could take someone who's in the existing property for ten years, and now the kids are getting older, the space is getting tighter, and the move-up transaction just is not feasible, right? For many reasons, you can sit there on that one and add the second story, right? You can sit there and take that first-time home buyer, right? And they, a lot of people think this is the best loan for the first-time home buyer, like the 100% financing, little stuff like that, which I disagree with. And Jeff and I, I know Jeff's passion with this, with first-time homebuyers, this is the greatest tool, the rental loan, for a first-time homebuyer, one, to get in the market, right? And two, to build wealth through renovation, bar, bar none. That's the best. I think renovation by far is the best first-time homebuyer program that we as an industry have to offer. So uh, there's a passion there. There's a reason why. And I think pigging with Jeff's comment on, you have to you have to add this to your quiver moving forward. Because think of all of the internet changes that are going on from agent space to our spaces. They're focusing on just the cookie cutter, high FICO, easy down payment, just vanilla stuff. So that space is getting super tight, super competitive in many different ways. And there's some big players that left the reno space. This whole space of reno is wide open to jump in and get in and create that niche. And then lastly, I'll add is once you've got in there and you've found that mentor, like Jeff said there, found that support, right, from the back end of your bank. And if you can get in there, what a great way to get your agent meeting. And most of the time, LOs, I see complaining, ah, oh, they got their lender. Lender's been there for 20 years. Hey, I appreciate that. I appreciate the loyalty. Let's say Jeff is that 20-year lender relationship. I say, keep Jeff, you and Jeff moving on your, your normal stuff, but let me help you with your reno options moving forward. What a great way to segue into gaining gaming agent too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Before we segue into agent relationships, because that's incredibly relevant. Why do you guys think this is the, the best first-time homebuyer option?
2: Well, I'll give, you, I'll give you a perfect example. And the Nichols Cross, right? I mean, first-time homebuyers, Bay Area, found a piece of property, probably one of the worst I've seen in my years, got it down to three i will be fast in general here. We bought a piece of property for three sixty five. We renovated it, got it back up to speed, put three hundred out, three hundred in the rental budget. So our acquisition was six sixty five. So it's a big project rental wise. And the after improved value, now what they have today, now the project's done, and I got them into a normal loan after the fact. One point four one five million. Wow. <laughs> so think of that. They made almost eight hundred thousand dollars in their first transaction as a consumer.
0: Okay, so so that's an awesome story, right? I love that. It's 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 got a big impact. Mm-hmm. There's 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 a lot of other considerations around that because I mean, what what experience do you have, or you're and you're obviously kind of a rental expert, if you will, dare I say, you guys? So you know how to present this very well because you've been doing it for so long. But like the average mm-hmm. first-time homebuyer, right? Are they how do they receive a rental right. pitch compared to a standard?
1: I mean, it, it all it, I think it's how, it all depends upon how the table set, right? I mean, if you got an agent that wants to. Just push them into the cookie cutter house, and wants to get them in, and and you know doesn't want to present them options. You know, it, it all starts there, right? Unless they've come consumer direct, where they're coming to you directly because they've, you know, they're watching HGTV and they've got these ideas in their head because they've seen what's possible. It all begins at one point, whether that's coming from the agent where they're starting, or if they're seeing it on TV and they're, they're going down that route. So, you know, obviously most first first time homebuyers do tend to go towards. The cookie cutter, house is already ready, you know, it's already been painted, everything's ready to go. I think where Scott's really going with this and what, what I think is why I think it's so valuable is if I'm a young person and I'm looking and millennials are our biggest, you know, are our biggest piece of the market right now. If I'm one of those guys and I can buy a property and there's a potential for me to make instant equity. Now, Scott's example is a is the anomaly. I mean, sure. I, I, right. I can only think yeah. one two other times I've ever seen that happen. But I can also tell you, uh, you know, I could name probably 30, 40 uh, people off the top of my head that I've helped create as first-time homebuyers, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 worth of instant equity. You're now setting yourself up for the rest of your life if you're buying that property correctly and utilizing the rental product and now creating equity that normally might have taken seven, eight years for you to build up. And now you could be in mm-hmm. three years doing, moving into a mover up property and I think that's where it gets lost on agents and everybody else is that this could be you're you're shortening the cycle of buying a property when you put them in a rental loan if they're creating instant equity because now they're ready to move up faster. So I think that's where buying this and using it as a first-time home buyer, there's so much value in using the product. Now, are we ever gonna get to the point where we have a huge market share in rental? Probably probably never. But again, I just believe at least it should be offered to everybody because. A lot of people, a lot of buyers always, you know, I always get when they're going in their move up property, I'll hear, why wasn't I told about this product, you know, the first time around when I bought it? And mm-hmm. it's either didn't mm-hmm. offer the product or they were just scared of it. They didn't know. So it goes back to that thing again, it's about education. So we want to make sure that, they, that we can get to them. So by our LOs having that education, understanding the products, it gives
2: more opportunity to those first time home buyers. Okay. Yeah, those those are man, those are those are really good points and yeah sometimes the nickel crossed example because it just happened is a bad example because it's an anomaly. Most of the time when a first home buyer comes in, right? They 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 may have a gift right from mom or dad or whatever and use FHA or or a 3% thing or whatever they're using, right? And they're just kind of subject to the property condition what the market is bearing in the neighborhood they want, right? A lot of times they want something in a neighborhood that's just priced you know, finish, a more finished product just is more out of their affordability. They can't afford it. So, what the rental lo- loan allows them to do is to come in and it opens their perspective or opens up property options for them. And in particular, if we get into a neighborhood that they like, and usually the like is always more, you know, pricier or heavier price point than what they can afford or what we pre-called them on. So they're going to get in neighborhoods at a cheaper price point, right? Gain it. And not only that, if they were getting to the neighborhood and they could afford it, most of their cash is invested in the, the acquisition of just the property, just the normal property. And they don't have much rental budget, right? Mm-hmm. So it takes years for them to go, okay, we'll get to the master, we'll get to all that other stuff later as we replenish our reserves. And at first time home buyer, that takes a while, mm-hmm. right? So In order to to get a property in a neighborhood that you really maybe couldn't really get into in a school district, being my wife, being a teacher, that's really important. And Mm -hmm. I'm a big advocate of getting into a proper school district. So we can get into neighborhoods that we really don't financially belong belong in Mm -hmm. opportunities. So and then just right with the agent. I had a dollar for every time I heard an agent kind of moan about a renovation. And and a lot of times I go, okay, let's talk about that. So what do you mean? Like, well, I just yeah, you know, she's. I had one. It just took forever to close, and this and problems. I go, okay. So w- when was that? Well, that was you know, that was ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I go, okay, just okay, a long time ago. But okay, so were you involved in the transaction? Oh no, no, no. That was another agent in my office. I go, that's so unfair for you to say that because and understand agents. So this is educational, right? Jeff talked about that too just then, or he was talking about mm-hmm. now it's. A chance for us to educate the agents now, who are sometimes our biggest non-advocates of rentals. They just want it done. They want to get paid, make it simple, don't make it complex, and you get a chance to educate them. I go, I get that. That's usually sometimes a loan officer just hanging on to the transaction to get paid. So he's going to smoke and mirror his way through that. That's why sometimes either people get it, and I'm not going to jeopardize my name out there by hanging on to a rental loan. I'll give it to an expert. Right, or someone who hangs on to it gives us a bad name. Mm-hmm. So if my word of advice to your listeners, if you're gonna get into the rental space, then have a commitment and learn and get that mentor and get in there because it opens up a ton of space for you, option-wise, with multiple people and the consumers, just right, last last bit here is just right. I love working with personal home buyer, millennial consumers that aren't tainted by the real estate agent first. And then when I'm done with the education, I'm done with a pre qual And I say this, I always say this, we can pivot on any, any property that comes up, we can buy. Remember that. So if we're going into a property, we're pivoting left into a traditional non, you know, non-health and safety property, Great. Right, we're going to use this program, what we've already worked on. And if I get into a property that's going to have to take a reno, then great, we're already done. So I can write either offer. Where a lot of bankers or loan officers can't—they're one-dimensional.
0: So where in the process then? It sounds like early in the process. Let's just assume you're getting a a referral from a realtor. Are you kind of like you know seeding, if you will, educating the the borrower on the potential of Reno from the get-go? I think
1: you got to be careful with that though too, because you know you start to drop the Reno piece on them without the agent being happy with it Mm. or being open to it themselves, Mm. then you kind of leave yourself out there. And next thing you know, you may not get another referral from them because that agent doesn't want to go down that route. So you gotta have an open and honest conversation with your agent to make sure that they understand. Because mm-hmm. if they're just sending them to, to you and the referral's coming over and they think that you're just getting pitched on a you know a regular, you know, conventional deal, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, they come back and now they gotta look at properties are completely different than the consultation mm-hmm. they went through. You could be uh putting your uh you know your foot in your mouth and you don't want that to be the case. So it's you really got to start with your agent. And make sure that they understand that mm-hmm. you know, that you're an expert at it. If you're at that point, right. so that they understand that they're not going to be a wrong yeah. right? And if they aren't an expert at it, then they what they should you know really is to have that conversation. It's just to ask that agent, like, is this an option of something that you would consider helping this customer with? Did they express any interest in the HGTV type style house? I mean. That's where you really need to start because that's going to drive the conversation. You start driving with Renault when and the agent didn't bring it up. And you, you might, like I said, you could bite off your nose and spite your face. So you got to be careful. It's a, it's a fine line to walk because it's, especially if they're coming from you and it's a referral to you, you don't want to cause an issue with the referral base.
2: So I'm like... Right. Be- now, now that's let, 100% correct. But also now you can look at it for different... Let's say that referral came from an open house, right? For an example, a lot of times they have problems, like an agent will have problems on their conversion of those open house leads, right? So let's say I got 10 great clients from open house, Scott. Can you quantify, qualify them, or whatever the situation there is? A lot of times, you know, there's no loyalty there. Like, okay, great, great, great. I want to use this agent. And so there's ways that you can work the reno into the conversation. And so, and make that agent right there an expert on finding those rental type properties too, right? So that way you can, because here's the thing. Well, if I had two buyers, a left and a right, and my left one is just strictly what your rate right and fee, right? Mm-hmm. Probably I'm going to have maybe have a challenge, you know, or a lower percentage of keeping that buyer for my agent. But if I had the conversation on the right side, if I had the conversation with, great, here's that, but also let me understand, I'm an expert in renovation. So if whatever property comes up and I explain that, that becomes the stickiness that that consumer can stay with us in our relationship with the agent and I, does that make sense too? There's there's other ways to
0: figure that out. Yeah. Let me see if I can clarify that for, for, for a moment. So uh, in your scenario, you've got the AB buyer one who's just rating fee and you know, you know, you're maybe mm-hmm. going that down that road of co- that conversation. Mm-hmm. But if you can open up and have a dialogue, like, like I like what you said is that any property that comes on market, you know, we can, make an offer on that's how you'll have that conversation of a of a reno. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. And and I yeah, and a lot of times when the direct consumer comes that way, you know, yeah. one of the things... Because 'cause they're coming at me with the reno mindset. So I'll take care of that piece and educate them and build the numbers and build, you know, the TCA, all that stuff. But also, I really I have to make sure in that conversation goes because you know you can do it. A lot of times the consumer doesn't realize. Oh, yeah. You can write a paper, or you can write traditional ones. Absolutely. So in my presentation, I show them. You know, here's a traditional. So now when they go back out in the street and start looking, they they have their eyes for the
0: entire inventory, good and bad. Well, so let's let, let me. So uh... It opens more options for them. But how does a consumer know, right? Because I'm, if I'm putting my consumer hat on, right? I mean, I don't really know that reno an option to buy, a, to buy a home, right?
1: Well,
0: you hope the agent's having a consultation at the beginning. Yeah, but, they're, but, they're, but by and large, they're not though, right? They're not. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. Not, they're not sitting the buyer down going, okay, here's your options. You can buy perfect, pristine right. property, or you can yep. buy one that needs some TLC, right? That's yep. called a reno. Yep. Most agents aren't doing that.
1: Well, the other thing, well, we, right. we also see a lot too is yeah, we, we get consumers that'll come to us who, you know, weren't schooled on the option of reno because they got an approval from a quick and Loan, right? Mm-hmm. And then they they actually go under contract and then they find out there's issues with the property. And then next thing you know, now they're mm-hmm. coming and they're finding us because quick Loan <laughs> does do reno, right? Yeah. So it's kind of the other way yeah. around too. So like I said, it, I'm going to go back to it again. It's a fine line. You got to be careful how you walk it if you're going to try to, you know, guide yeah. that
2: yeah.
1: Per- person into a reno. Most agents are okay with it, at least having the conversation. But I just, I I just, Mm. I guess what I'm doing is, I know you got a a base of loan officers that are out there. I just want them to be careful of how they how they start bringing that up when the agent may not expect them to. So, just I guess the the best thing I would recommend is if you if it's coming from a referral from an agent, sit down and talk with your agent to understand what they're comfortable with, that they understand. Just ask them. Did you mention to them about the possibility of Know, buying a house needs a little bit of work. You know that kind of stuff. And see where they stand,
2: and I think that's your best your best starting point. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. I would never, never bring up rent out from a an, an agent. I maybe don't have a great or don't know the whole relationship, but also too, it sets up like Jeff has a great point. But as an LL, I'm going to sit down with the agent and right. talk through them and go, okay, so you, just so here's my playbook. What's your playbook, right? Mm-hmm. And then nor- all the times they'll text or call me and say. Hey, got a great client for you. Here's how it is. They just give me the skinny, the notes on it, right? Yep, yep. And so I know to stay in that lane.
0: I think the point that, that, that I really want to highlight there that you're making, Scott, is you don't really present rental unless you've kind of had that conversation with the agent that that's a possibility for us, right? Right. Yeah, like correct.
2: I know. Different... I know several of my agents right now. I have the green light to do that.
0: Yeah. But you don't want to know, yeah, one, know my background. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You've demonstrated your expertise. You've talked about it. It's not like you're yep. whipping this out of your back pocket. Yep. And, this, and, and like yep. you said earlier, at the start of this podcast, what I love about that is that if you want to differentiate yourself as a loan officer, hey, here's one way to do that. Pick a few agents that you think might get it, right? Might be intelligent enough to mm-hmm. understand this, mm-hmm. this option. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, sit down and talk mm-hmm. about when you get... You know, There's properties out there that need help, right? Let me be your rental guy on that.
2: I like cool. that. Well, okay. yeah, but think yeah, think of where you can build with it, right? Because you can go in and take your rental background and be creative. So for an example, go... like There's a couple of things you said right there is, well, how, how can I go to... So for example, let me back up. Like, mm-hmm. So I'm going to... If I have my rental background, I feel confident with it. I know what I'm doing. I got my support. I'm going to go out and teach my agents, right? That the options there. So because yep. you're saying, well, don't... Jeff's saying, which he's 100% correct, and I'll never do it either. I don't lead in someone I don't know, right? In that, I'm gonna destroy that relationship. But it's there's the education opportunity for the loan officer. Get educated, get your stuff down, get your presentation. Go into those offices and go, guys. There's some. Let me open up some windows. For an example, if I was new and I got my education, I'm going to go in and teach agents. Like for example, both sides, listing agents. I'm going to teach them how I can help them get more listings. Right? And get the property as is. So, in the listing presentation, why my agent deserves it, right, is we can sell a house as is. So You don't have to spend any money to get it back into shape, right? We can take that listing. Whereas a normal agent's gonna do what? Well, we're gonna have to sell it all cash, might have to reduce it a little bit, reduce our margin, maybe look for an investor, right? There's giving away your equity position. It really does, doesn't need to be that way. Then, on the flip side, I'm gonna teach buyer's agents, right? how to get in and get the buyers more stickiness to you and create loyalty because you're given a program that's going to open up the market and
0: opportunities for them. Mm -hmm. So do you provide some coaching then for agents on how to perhaps uh, broach the subject of reno with buyers? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? I mean, (laughs) those are, those are, those are your lunch and learns right there.
2: Right. (laughs) So just put your simple stuff. You can speak to both sides of the fence listing, Right. How do you double in that transaction? I mean, it's a super easy to double in. I mean, it's, mm. you know, getting to be a bad name or a term out there. But let's say at least sell your listing right mm-hmm. as is, mm-hmm. right? Get that listing presentation. Now sell that listing. Heck, now and even plug a buyer in there, right? Or even create a buyer pool in there. So You can just keep going with it. Then you get into the buyer side. And you know what buyers agents are? They're tough, and they're they're frankly wore out of the market because they're being commoditized right? And they go, Oh my God, now it showed him for two months, these properties and he left me to go somewhere else. So imagine now you can have a different conversation at different value, right? With those consumers as a
0: buyer's agent, you can help with that. Hmm. Interesting. My wheels are spinning here. <laughs> Where did you get you? How did you get educated, Jeff and Scott, right? So that you are knowledgeable on reno?
1: I want to be honest. I It's what I, I recommend not to do, which uh, is I, I went at it myself and just I, I learned and uh you know I, I, I brought some I, I went out, I, I met with uh, I Rick, I think I said this before, but you know, when you're looking to start, one of the things that's always good to do is go out and find a local HUD consultant mm-hmm. and take them out to take them out to uh, you know, breakfast or have a coffee, you know, just like you with a real estate agent and go learn from them as to what they do in their practice. And that's kind of what I did. I learned from a couple of bud consultants and got an understanding of what they did. So it kind of gave me a starting point to know where to go. But when it came to the loan side, I'm going to be honest, I, I kind of, you know, I kind of won it at the time because there was not a lot of, there weren't very many people in 2009, 2010 that had the same vision that I did that Renault was going to be where I, you know, it was going to be the spot. Mm. So luckily, I, you know, I had at least an underwriter who understood it, which was good. And uh, we were able to fumble our way through, you know, a few transactions which is not the thing I would recommend here because that's not the way to go. Right. But at the time, there wasn't a big, you know, unless you were working for, you know, Wells Fargo or a B of A because they were really the only big players in it, that they were the guys giving out the training. Otherwise, you know, a guy like me working in a smaller shop, I I learned on the fly, you know, And, and... you know, with their mistakes along the way, sure, absolutely. It takes it takes time to learn these things. They're not easy, and there's and even today, you still learn new things every every day. There's so many little mm-hmm. things that pop up on these deals that you just wouldn't be able to, you know, position yourself for. But that's also why I said, you know, in this type of situation, there's enough people out there now that are doing them. There's enough education out there from different lenders and investors. You know, there's guys like me who are out there doing trainings. I mean, there's there's people out there that can give you a little bit more nowadays versus what was what was available
2: ten years ago.
0: So how about you, Scott? How'd you get so educated? Yeah, I'm the more
2: conservative guy, so to speak. <laughs> I had to sit down with underwriting and processor, you know, in my branch at the time and say, okay, so how are we doing these? Or how, you know, what so I was learning from like other loan officers' mistakes. Okay, so why did that one go sideways? What happened there? So I was more trying to learn that way, you know, how to structure it because why don't you get a pretty good understanding in there? And like just said back in earlier, if you wind here, just right, it's not that hard, right? So all you're really doing is adding the property piece and some information to a normal credit transaction, right? So that, that's the, the... Yeah, so I would... Me personally, uh, I mean, shoot, you two. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if I had to do it over again, that could fast forward. There's lots of great information out there. But I would go sit down with a great processor, and a great underwriter, it just pick their brains a little bit, watch a few files. I used to watch files, well, you know, because everyone's got to be tweaked here and there, and understanding why that, then then ultimately it starts to come forward, and then say, ah, I got it, I get it now,
0: and then just watch your changes as we move forward. Well, both of you guys mentioned find a mentor and support. So depending on where whoever's listening in in, in your own organization, right? If you've got a Renault division, you might have that mentor internally.
1: Yeah. No, without a doubt. And, I, and I, I've been on other you know, uh, interviews of when I've spoken to people and I've said this in the past. Man, if you've got a problem or you're not sure what to do on something, call me. You know, I'm, not, right. I'm not looking to recruit you, but I'd be happy to give you information because I'd rather have you get the right info so you don't you know, fumble with one. And because and, the, the biggest issue that we run into, and it goes back to the same thing Scott and I was, we both mentioned earlier, is agents having a bad name about these loans. Mm. That typically happens because somebody you know, gave it a shot or didn't know what they were doing, and they, they said, oh man, I got rental on my rate sheet. boom, let me give it a shot and I'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> kind of what I did at the beginning, right? Which, again, I don't recommend, but you know, that's for 10 years from now, I would rather help you and say, hey, look, here's what I would do in that situation. These are the things you should look for. As far as I'm concerned, that's worth, that, that's worth it to me. So if mm-hmm. I can ever be a service, feel free, share my number, I care less. <laughs> I'd rather have you do it right.
0: I love that. And last time we talked, one of you guys mentioned who, you know, from a loan officer perspective, if you're evaluating reno, you know, it's like similar to loan officers look for different niches, like, you know, divorce attorneys and things like that. Well, that's not necessarily a niche that's right for everybody. So who would reno be right for or wrong for, right? If they're considering it as an LO.
2: I mean, anybody. Oh, I, I, loaded yeah, question. It, <laughs> look, no, 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 no. And, and this, is a, this is a loaded response. <laughs> it's right for everyone who's not closing 20 transactions a month and has you know a thousand agents and 10,000 database past clients and all that it's for everybody right mm-hmm. yeah I think... why why would it why would it not be well right?
0: uh, so my my thought I'm coming from is because it, it takes a certain level of education understanding the ability to you know educate others and right
2: yeah well I, I think this is such an important topic right now that we're we're discussing because if, you know, and I think we're all agree on just how much the market's changing with technology, right? Mm-hmm. And that space is, is sucking up. It's taking market share. I mean, now as we speak of your just vanilla, you know, stuff, credit files, A paper yep. stuff. Yep. But like, so people have to make adjustments, counter adjustments to that. And yep. if they don't, Then if they're doing 10, they'll go to five. If they're doing five, they'll go to one or two, right? So how do I keep my pipeline active and building and my career surviving? Just as these big companies are investing billions of taking your market share and streamlining quote, streamlining the process, all that stuff, right? What are you doing counterproductive to that to maintain or keep your, you know, hand on, you know, your business, Mm -hmm. right? And that's why I think Renault is such a huge place. Well, here's the thing too. What? Oh shoot. I just the stat, my 52 age is showing. There's a 19, I think it's 19. One of the number stats I gave to a big realtor presentation was I had, I showed them two numbers was one was 1996. Half of all homes built were built prior to 1996. Mm-hmm. Right. For, I think forget the stat. Yep. But I was blown away when I was doing my research. I like, Oh shit. So those, those are, Houses are, we're getting some old inventory coming up, and they're just getting older and older and older, right? So, think of just the need for the product as we continue to move forward. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. It depends. I think that's also, you know, somewhat market dependent. It's changing a little bit from what it once was, but it definitely was somewhat market dependent. That's why, you know, if you look at the endorsement schedule, you'll see the majority of these are done in the northeast, but. That's also one, only one area you're seeing. You're not seeing the home style you know, report, which tends to be in other areas, you know, such as California, because of the higher loan limits. So you, yeah, you really... Um, if, I'm, if I'm an LO, like I said, I think i mentioned this before, like I'm looking to think outside the box. And reno is one of those type of areas to do so. But it's also one of the areas where I also like to look outside the box of where I'm going to go find that business at. And, that, and that's... And that's I, I, I've always been a huge proponent of going after contracts you know contractors are they're under they're underutilized people don't go after them for the business and contractors don't know these programs exist so it's kind of like you know you you want to bring these two people together and let them know that hey we got financing options to help you do smaller projects like guy who might be doing thirty thousand dollar projects because he's only got the ge capital card you know maybe he wants to do fifty sixty seventy thousand dollar projects but he doesn't know that these financing jobs or these potential is out there by using a rental loan so we need to that's another way to help an LO out, drive some additional business and bring business in that they're not normally looking for because that business is always there. So that's another way to look at it as well.
0: So how do you tie in uh, that person into a purchase transaction or are you also kind of dipping into the refi pool there for it's home? Definitely
1: a refi pool, man. We do yeah. a lot of, you'd be surprised how many how many refi, you when know, everybody says, oh, refis are dead because rates are rising. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there salivating, you mm-hmm. know, because in all honesty, those right. projects don't go away. You know, The homeowner that wants to go you know, do an ad level, and put a two three hundred thousand dollar you know addition onto their house because they're sitting on a rancher and small you know the smallest house in the development. Nine times out of ten, they're not sitting there with two hundred or three hundred thousand dollars in cash to do that project. Right. They need this project, and that's why you go after a design build firm. Design build firms are they're the ones doing those type of projects. So you know, so so yes, yeah, so definitely on the refi side. It's definitely obviously there for the purchase side. Never you know always going to sure. be there for the purchase side but you're going to see a lot of bigger projects on the refi side. So definitely definitely a a definite
2: avenue of business that shouldn't be ignored. Mm. And even pigging on that with Jeff right there is in California, if you kept up with those big zoning law changes that California has passed just to free up the affordable and help the affordable housing, right? So they've now streamlined the ADU process, right? Auxiliary auxiliary uh, dwelling units, the granny units, right? So that's something in the in the reno space that is really catching on fire and partner yourself with architects right? Okay. and getting into that space to where you can now... I've referred my, my architect's busier like he's never been because I keep referring him out to all my ADU. Right, I want to go an ADU. I got to put Graham in the backyard. I got to <laughs> move the kids back in there because they can't <laughs> afford California.
0: I just got a nice uh, visual of put grandma in the backyard.
2: <laughs> We're not talking <laughs> well, about you got all the baby right? boomers, right? Above ground. Above, above ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma's still propped up in the chair. <laughs> Multi-generation. But, but, but yeah. think of that. Mm. Run with that, for example. Some mm. of the housing market has stalled out because the Prop 13 here in California in particular, right, has caused more damage because now the baby boomers Mm-hmm. Now can't afford to move out because of their tax bracket. Right. So what eventually you either have to one, because I've done it personally with, with my mom or my dad mm-hmm. is either I got to get them into a home or I got to make some accommodation, Right. To, to to appease that
0: in medical or those yeah. old, getting older. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: So that's just going to get bigger and bigger and
0: bigger. No, I love, I love that example. And so, and I'm glad we mentioned refi because that's a part of it. And look at, let's like, you, you, you know, you talk about demographic, housing, market info. People aren't moving as often as they used to. So, you know, there's people staying longer and you look at some of those older properties and they're everywhere in the country. They're even in SoCal. We know where they are, those areas. And, and you know, if you give people, you know, paint a picture for them that, hey, you love your home, you can stay here, feeling like you kind of outgrown it. Well, you don't need to sell and lose that tax basis and all that stuff. Yeah, do a do a friggin' uh, mm-hmm. remodel, addition, whatever. No doubt. All right. I was going to ask you guys you uh, in there, yeah, do you want to do a quick overview of the if I understand this correctly, three different versions of Renault, right, Homestyle 203 K and VA Sure, yeah, who wants to take that on?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. go ahead. yeah, so you got your FHA you know FHA comes in two flavors you got uh, your full your, your full 203 k and your and your limited version mm-hmm. The full K allows you to you know basically do projects as large as you want up to the county loan limits, and then those county loan limits increase. For each one of the, uh, for each additional unit above one, up to four units, the the limited version, formerly known as the streamline, mm-hmm. uh, allows for projects of non-structural use up to thirty-five thousand dollars. So you know, FHA is a great product. It's always gonna, it's it's, it's been the, the mainstream one for the longest time. The one that's actually gotten a name, even though there hasn't really been a, a name out there for it. But two hundred three K is the one everybody knows. Then you got your Fannie Mae home style. You know your Fannie Mae home style is gaining a lot more popularity for a lot of different reasons. Mainly because you know you can put down twenty percent and avoid mortgage insurance, or you know you can do you know as little as three percent down, you know using home ready with it as well, or using five percent down and just having a reduced MI. So there's a lot of different variations you can work with. Plus, home style also allows for you to be able to do second homes, so something that's in a resort area or you know be hmm. that somewhere down the Jersey Shore. And then, you know, obviously you can also, with HomeStyle, you can do an investment purchase as well, uh, or refi, I should say. You can do it both of those, which is nice. Now, typically we don't look for that to be for the guy who's looking to fix and flip, because we don't want to get ourselves into an EPO situation. So it's mm-hmm. really for that guy for the buy and hold, but it's a great product for the investment properties as well. And then lastly, the one that's starting to gain a little bit of traction right now, I shouldn't say a little bit, gaining more traction is the VA renovation product. And the VA renovation product is very much in its infancy, there's some lenders have been doing it for a couple of years now but if you kind of look around there's not really a hard and fast rule when it comes to the amount of work that you can do there's some companies that are limiting it you know 30,000 35,000 you got other ones that are saying there's no cap so it's kind of that one's more of the wild wild west right now so we got to kind of pick and choose what lender you're going to work with when it comes to the VA Reno but the rest of them have specific guidelines so yeah those are the three you know three main products right now you know, and, and hopefully we'll start seeing some more products, you know, coming down the pike in the Reno space as well.
0: Got it. So Jeff, are you a broker?
1: No, we are a direct lender. Actually, I, I apologize. So we, we, yeah, we're a direct lender. We do have a wholesale channel through SunWest, which is our broker, aside. side. So we do offer those products
0: through there as well. Okay. Obviously, if somebody's working at a, a retail bank or whatever, then uh, they're they're you know limited by the options they've got wherever sure. they work currently. But yeah. okay, Correct. some people can broker out though too as well. So that might be an option. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. All right, anything you want to add to that, uh, Scott? Are we we good there? Yeah, that's spot on. pretty simple. Okay.. Yep. So in the last couple of minutes we have, what I want to do is talk a little bit about branding, because we've been talking about this as a niche so far, and, and you've referenced a couple of times, right? Sell homes or buy homes the HDTV way, and that's grown obviously massively in popularity. I see a couple of LOs popping up here and there with a kind of a brand around that. I see people kind of trying to do that, in the, but I haven't seen anybody kind of doing it, I think, at the level you have. And you've got this brand, Renovate This, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So, so so, explain to me what you're doing in terms of what I what I see on the outside, and you can kind of adjust course here. But my perception is you're building a brand around renovation, right? To become known as the renovate guy to attract that business. So, what do you want to tell us about that?
1: Yeah, it, it, you know, honestly, it's funny. I, it, it, it's not so much to attract the renovation business right now. It, what it is, it's really meant to be an educational resource. For anybody who's interested in building wealth using real estate, so we, yeah, we definitely talk about renovation loans. We're we're going through, we're showing people the beginning of a project, all the way through the end of a project. We're showing inspections. We're we're trying to show all the pieces of the puzzle when it comes to doing these things. We're also showing people how to you know fix and flip properties. We're showing you know just simple home inspections, and we're doing interviews. You know, same type of thing. So the idea is to create a spot that you know people can go and get information to understand how these programs work and how they can build wealth using real estate. So um, we don't brand it. I mean, the one good part about it is you'll never see me talking about you know my mortgage company or anything like that. So loan officers in other areas want to use the information and forward it out to their customers and say, hey, this might be a really good idea. Look at this quick tip on how to use reno. You won't see me sitting there going, hey, call this number you know, for a, for a loan. It's not the idea. It's just like I was telling you guys earlier, I'm going to provide education so that more and more people consider using these products when they're looking at wealth building strategies. because. I honestly believe that in today's market, with the way that our, our kids are coming out of you know, school and college, they're coming out with tons and tons of debt. And one of the fastest and easiest ways that they can get out of it quickly is by... If, I, I'll give you an example. I did this for a student recently. He's at Temple University. He went in we went to do a, a renovation loan for him. And he did a reno. He created some instant equity. And then he also is renting out rooms in the property. And at the end of the year, when he's done his his school and, and graduating, he's now got equity and he's got a base of income coming in from this property. Now that's a smart millennial, right? I'm mean, not to say that they all. Are. True. These these guys and kids and whatever to, to figure out ways to build wealth and that and that's really the idea behind real estate. So I appreciate you bringing it up.
0: No, no, that's that's great. So you're making this available for. I, I, I'm trying to think how to answer this question because uh, the first thing that came up when I thought when I see what you're doing. Is why right because it kind of flies in the face of you know and you're nodding your head you're like yeah why why would you be doing this man there's got to be a payoff on the back end you've got to so, be attracting business to you so so
1: you know as a byproduct I definitely get some phone calls this and that but it's funny people ask me that all the time they're like well, why are you doing I said well you know the Gary b book jab jab right hook yeah jab jab and I don't know my right hook yet uh, it's you know eventually yes I'd love to make money off of it maybe it's advertising set maybe advertising on the site something like that but right now it's strictly education. We want, to, we want to get people understanding these product projects are out there, that these programs are out there, that the money is there to be made, you know, that so that people can get out of their day-to-day job if they don't want to be in it. They want to use real estate to build wealth like it's there. So you just need to figure out how to go use it and how to get it, right? And that's what this is all about. So yeah, so no, I really don't have a right hook yet.
0: <laughs> but you're in your local community, if I'm correct, right? Yeah. On this brand, interviewing yeah. people, doing videos, like you said, before and after type stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to put links, by the way, if you're cool with that, in the show notes to your main page. Yes. Then you got YouTube. You got some great videos, by the way, on YouTube. Cool. And, and so that goes to my point earlier about how I've seen some LLOs are trying to brand this and be like, hey, you see how the, those homes they buy on HGTV? Did you know they do that because they got a rental loan in most cases?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're trying to do that too. I mean, we are taking projects, and you'll see one we're getting ready to roll out soon. It's going to end up being like a 30, 40 minute episode where we're actually showing them from the beginning of a project all the way through them finishing it and moving in. So I mean, it's... The the idea is to to get to that point and to really show people what's possible. And that's the idea behind the whole thing.
0: Hmm. What percentage of your business is reno, roughly?
1: As, as a group, I would say, because, you know, obviously Scott and a couple other guys that we have, I would say Renault probably accounts for probably about... I'd have to look. I, off the top of my head, I'm, I'm going to guess. I'm going to say 35%. Okay.
0: I know I mean, it put you on the spot there, but, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, it's okay. I think it's. I don't think it's 50. I, I always wanted to be up at 50, but I think we're at
2: like 35. I'd say probably 35 to 40, maybe. Somewhere right. in that range. All right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, my, mine's actually much higher than that. Yeah. yeah. Mine's high. Mm-hmm. I think mine's 50 or...
0: Yeah, Orange County. Mine's yeah. north of fifty. You're in Orange County, so we're talking right higher loans, higher ref, uh, Reno amounts, all that. Well, well, let me clarify. So, you
2: know, through Jeff again. So I, I, I have California, Washington, Nevada. So I service those states. So I, I get them from Reno, Nevada to Tacoma to you know Orange County. Orange County is is a lot tougher. Nice to do the higher loans. It's just it's just tougher. You know, but in, in the other places in throughout California and other spots, it's you know, at a lower price points, it's easier. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll segue into one product that yeah. our space is, you know, direly missing and it's being worked on as we speak. You know, Jeff is is just a jumbo reno to mm-hmm. open up some of the higher price points, Seattle, Orange County, LA County, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Lots of properties
0: there that need love too. That are just at higher price points. All right, so let me connect the dots here, and it's okay to you know talk about any any type of platform you get you might have, Jeff, that might be available for uh, loan officers. Because you know I'm trying to understand wh- where Scott fits in. Like if you heard him just 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 kind of articulate yeah. how he's attached to you. So explain that. Yeah. So I,
1: we we hooked up a little over a year and a half, I guess a year and a half ago or so now, and uh, we have a team that's nationwide. So I'm in Jersey. We have a couple other offices around the country. We we created a platform. Called Mortgage Possible, which is our retail platform. But Scott, myself, and a couple other gentlemen are are reno specialists. So we created a platform where we, you know, obviously have the infrastructure to be able to handle these deals, but we've also created a platform so that if you're a loan officer who wants to learn more about it, wants to get into it and doesn't want to fly solo, they can come in and they can actually utilize our platform where they have a reno specialist next to them during the entire process. And then they create they get education, they learn how to do the projects learn how to understand how to really you know really market them how to get out there and build their business you know in my last company I seen I help branches that were doing zero reno, get them to 15 20% of their pipeline being Reno so it's a it's a wow. big number when you when you start really adding it in and especially in a market where you got you know market compression and everybody's fighting for that vanilla deal when you can use Reno to offset some of that you know those lower margin products it it does it does help to really build your bottom line but also make you more competitive in the other areas as well so that's kind of our platform. And we've been you know, adding branches and, you know, adding uh, and singular LOs around the country, um, trying to build that up, utilizing these, 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 the set.
0: So what are the options on that? Does somebody, you say added branches, does that mean they hang their license with you? And then is there like an LO individual option on a referral situation or? Oh, no, it
1: all depends. I mean, we, we sure. you know, it depends on the state and it depends on licensing requirements. You know, we have some guys that are one man, you know, one man branches. And you know, obviously we're not that's not our uh, obviously ideal situation. But, you know, we have been adding branches around the country. So, you know, theoretically, there's an opportunity to plug somebody in in in, in different states all over as we're growing. We've been on a pretty significant tear as far as bringing people on board. Branches being kind of being loaded all over the country. So as that continues to to hit, we'll have more and more opportunities to plug local LOs in certain areas into branches. Our our existing branches that would like to just add this as part of their, you know, to their platform that aren't really doing it now. Right. You know they can bring their production over, and we can help them to grow it by by utilizing these products. Awesome,
0: so, cool, good. And as far as uh, like I said, links in the show notes for those who want to learn more, connect with you. What would be the best place for them? Because I'll put links to the YouTube channel, but where else should people want to contact you?
1: Yeah, well, I'll give a, you. Know, we can put up my uh, my personal mortgage possible site, and then and I wasn't joking earlier. If you guys have a Reno deal and you have got issues, you know, I, do me a favor, call me. I will help you. I mean, I can't, I, I'll do the best I can to answer every question, but if you have something that you just thought you don't know where to get started or you need some direction, just call me 609 217 9409. And uh, Jeff, you can put that in notes if you want. Call me, text me, I will be happy to help. I, I, again, I would rather be there to help you versus letting you fall flat on your face and, and hurt the name of our products. <laughs> I, wanna, <laughs> I want you to be successful, uh, regardless of what company you're at, because if you're successful, that means that your agent's going to talk about your success, which going to then whisper down the lane, helps me and Scott and the rest of us in the renovation space. Mm-hmm. It a, it's a, it's a, becomes a byproduct of everything if you're successful. So let, I'd be happy to help. I mean, I, unless a thousand people call me tomorrow, uh, Jeff, I may have a little bit of a yeah. problem. But other, <laughs> otherwise, I would be happy on an individual basis to, to help when I can.
0: Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to put links in there for all that kind of stuff. The website is renovatethis.com. Plus, there's a, a Facebook presence you've got, which is cool. You got a lot of good content up there, so we're gonna put links and all that kind of stuff. Mr. Nicholson, do you want anybody to reach out to you or? Uh, <laughs>
2: no, I'm. I and, you know, and Jeff says that it's it's the real deal, and I and I feel the same way too because I still have those battles with those agents to where, eh, nah, you know, this is you know, we don't want to do this, and we don't want to go down that path, and that's because of you know what we talked about earlier in the show. So yeah, if they if they want to reach out, you know, and hey, you know, I'm on... Because Jeff's on the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So shoot, if they want to buzz me on my cell phone, I can That's fine. So what? here's my number 562. Or you can put it below in your comments. So I think you have my cell. Yeah, I do. So plus, plus yeah, I, if they got an issue or where do I start or how do I give a realtor presentation? Because if we can grow the space, which is and which is really... This is something you said earlier. A lot, it's been around for a long time, hmm. but you'd be amazed at how many comments like, ah, oh, I've never heard of it. That's like, <laughs> oh, just amazing. I still get these calls every right. single week, right. <laughs> you know? So yeah, we can all work together to get the word out and we all can be professionals in the space to help grow that.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And give, the, the give pie information is out. Amen. We'll do that. And the pie that is big well, Oh, Yeah. Absolutely it is. <laughs> that's awesome all right listen guys i know you're busy and it's friday so we want to let you guys go get it done and i guess go catch up with the masters right scott <laughs> correct <laughs> all right man. Are all you right. getting predictions by the way Thank- huh but if we're right right now on air prediction oh
2: wow yeah on air prediction i'm gonna go with justin thomas oh whoa all right all right there yeah you go. throwing that out there all
0: right right Fair enough. Second, it... Phil Mickelson. There you go. Ooh, that'd be good. That'd be good. How many has Nicholson got? Two? Well, he was one back to start today. No, I mean, how many uh, How many green jackets does he have? Oh, yes. He, he has three. And oh, by three. the way, if he did win, he would be,
2: he'd, he'd break the record of the oldest
0: major champion. Wow. All good right. for, him. good uh, for him. Tom man.
2: Morris did it and like, 18 in the 1800s or whatever it was and Julius Burroughs I think did it in the 60s or something like that or whatever back back with the wooden
0: clubs back then (laughs) yeah I I was just a wee lad back then hitting a feathery ball All right, guys listen I appreciate your time and uh, as always listeners thank you for tuning in if you like this episode you know what to do leave a comment in the show notes and uh, we'll see you on the next one